What's going on? Welcome back to the Look Mum, I'm Hustling podcast. I just did four intro takes and they were too fast. So I need to slow it down. Slow a it bit. down. Yeah. So a triple shot this morning. Triple. Oh, yeah. You've had quite a bit of coffee already. Um, but that's a given. Usually by midday, you're probably like five coffees deep most of the time anyway. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of coffee. I always say you drink too much coffee. I wonder how many. Um, how many coffees do you have before you just really kind of fall over and die? Probably like- I don't even know how much milligrams is in like a cup of coffee because obviously the milligrams is the most important thing and it depends on the type of beans and the extraction method and things like that. Usually a standard's 30 mil. Um, a 30 mil shot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so usually that's what one standard coffee is. Yeah, but how many milligrams of actual caffeine in that? It, oh, dep- like it depends the- on the extraction method. Right, right. I was saying like on average there should be 30 milligrams of I think it's- coffee per shot. I think it's actually less. Is it? I think it's they weigh it. They're supposed to weigh it, right? I think it's like 28 grams. Right. Because I know like when trying to get pregnant and stuff, like pregnant women can still have coffee, but they only can have like a maximum of like 30 milligrams per day. But that also includes Milligrams or mils? Milligrams. Of caffeine? Yeah. 30 max. It doesn't seem like much because you have like- a Red Bull's got like, I think, 200. Well, that's what I mean. Like, people say, oh, that's just coffee, but then someone might have a soft drink or someone might have like a green tea or whatever it is, and they've got like caffeine in it as well. So you've just got to be careful. All right. One shot of espresso is generally about 30 to 50 mils. Mm-hmm. That'd be of the actual drinkable portion, not how much of the actual ground, coffee grounds, goes no, into it. Yeah. And that contains about 63 milligrams. Mm hmm. I thought it was way. I thought it was in the hundreds or two hundreds. No, no, that's like that's why there's like the whole thing about energy drinks aren't good for you because they have triple the amount of like your should, normal daily intake of caffeine. My nutrition background. <laughs> How much caffeine in a two hundred and fifty mil Red Bull? Eighty milligrams. I thought mm-hmm. it was like. Well, you know how we did. We're talking about the prime drinks, and they that was the whole thing of like they had like a hundred. Yeah. Milligrams of caffeine, which was like too much, and that was like why they were banning it in schools. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Man, I got my numbers off. Too much caffeine. Have you ever seen the Red Bull syrups they have overseas? I think they had them in Vietnam when we were there. No. It's just straight syrup, like a right. Obviously, like a like a cordial, but like a Coke syrup and stuff. And you just have to mix it with yeah, like soda, like a soda stream. Yeah, syrup. yeah. Fair enough. Red Bull syrup. Ugh, be disgusting. I was never a Red Bull fan. I was always a V drinker. I preferred V. Than anything else. I don't think they have it overseas, do they? They have like Monster and everything like that. Must do. Interesting. Um, I think this is, it's not even Red Bull. Bring it up. I, I, I remember seeing it back in the day. Like an energy drink syrup? So it's exploring Kriting Dayang, the, the Red Bull alternative. Ah, oh, so it just looks, it looks like, like Red, Red Bull. Bull. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's and like this, a ginseng type thing. Uh, $2 in Thailand, 10 bar. Hmm. I wouldn't I doubt, say it's good for your health. Well, no. they probably wouldn't even have the um, a thousand milligrams of taurine. I wonder how much caffeine. Because it's yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out at what limit will I give myself a heart attack. So 32. it has 32 milligrams per 150. But that doesn't seem like that much. Hmm. It has 33 less caffeine than Red Bull. It must, must just have all the other stuff, all the sugars and the taurine and stuff. Yeah. Must get you buzzed. Buzz, I was going to say hi. <laughs> Buzzed. Okay, so 80 mm. milligrams is in a Red Bull. Yeah. So as long as it's not, I guess you want less than that, right? Yeah. Unless you do want heart palpitations. No, no, like a little bit of coffee is good for you. It's fine. Like they, there's a, um, what was the, this is your mind on plants, dude? What was his name? 
Uh, Michael Pollan. Yes, yeah. So he went on a coffee detox for months and months and months. And then when he went back onto coffee, he said it was like a like a trip experience, like it was being on drugs. So obviously like a little bit of coffee can be good for you. There's some science and stuff that backs it up. Um, good for you. I don't know, your, your heart or your whatever, your cholesterol or whatever. One of, the, one of those You're things. You're asking but, the scientist. Yeah. But too much coffee is really, really bad for you. Interesting. And then like I know Andrew Huberman who's like big on – Nutrition, but he's also like a neuroscientist, says you should wait 90 minutes in the morning before you have your first cup of coffee because- 90 minutes, yeah. Yeah, 90 minutes is what he says because, you know, coffee is very addictive, but it only takes about 24 hours for it to cycle out of your system anyway. So as long as you wait- It has a half-life of, I think, eight hours. Yes. Eight or 12 hours. I Mm -hmm. think it's 12 hours. Yeah. So if you have a coffee at like three and then again at 8 a.m. or like at what, six or 7 a.m., you haven't really given your body the time to um, detox, I guess, from the coffee. So, yeah, they just say it's good so to wait. I'm getting a lot of uh, – this is the problem with science, guys, mm-hmm. varying reports on its half-life. Some say three, some say seven, some say five. Let's just take the higher end of like eight. So, yeah, if you, t- if you have 100 milligrams, mm-hmm. eight hours later, you've still got half of that in your system. You've got 50 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And then eight hours after that, you've got half of that 50. Then you've got 25. So that's why you don't want to have it too late in the day. I remember when you used to work, you were working at the Liverpool store at some point, I think. I remember seeing there's, there's a big Starbucks outside that Liverpool center. Homebush? No, not Homebush. Um, never worked at Liverpool. Parramatta? I think it's Parramatta. I did two it, weeks there. Yeah, well, I remember it. <laughs> There's a big Starbucks there on yeah. the corner. Or a Gloria, I think it's a Gloria Jeans on the corner. Mm-hmm. And everyone's getting coffee at like 9 o'clock at night. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. I have one at 5 and it's... That's way too late. I have one at 5 and I'm just, I'm, you know, wrestling you in bed half the time at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, no, just let me rest and stuff because I, I have a big thing. Like I don't drink coffee past midday. So as soon as it hits midday, I won't have coffee, but I'll tend to I actually used to drink a lot of coffee, um, but I only drink max two a day now. So not usually any more than that. Sometimes well, just one, sometimes two. Have you ever two. felt tired after your second coffee? You're like, oh, I've had one. I'll have a second one a couple of hours later and you feel more tired. Oh, I can literally have a nap after drinking coffee. You, the first one, usually not though. Mm, I've done it before. Depends how tired I am. You can do it, but generally, I think someone was telling me this ages ago. It, the amount of or how hydrated you are has an impact as well. If you're super dehydrated mm-hmm. and you have a second coffee, it basically binds to um, receptors and stuff in your body, right? Which make you, I guess, want to fall asleep or become more tired. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're super hydrated, then you have your second coffee, you don't get tired. Obviously, this is. It, individualized as well different people mm-hmm. have different responses and things like that um but i, I mean i'm i'm prone to a nice little affogato at dinner <laughs> to, at, for dessert when so, was the last time you had an affogato i mean you've been working late these last couple of days so i might have snuck a couple in like ice cream but yeah sometimes i think the latest you had a coffee once was like 5 36 o'clock i'm like what are you doing but you slept fine here's some interesting science for you oh, oh what is down espresso expert Where's, should we just make this a Coffee episode. No, we're, no, we're I think we're there. just talking we're about coffee right before the episode, which we're is halfway why. halfway there now. Uh, caffeine in breast milk. Caffeine appears within 15 minutes in breast milk. That's mm. how fast it generates. Generates. You're not generating caffeine in your breast milk. No, you're generating breast milk. So if you're drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah, it appears, it can appear in your breast milk. Straight away, yes. Which is pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah, because you don't start getting, you don't start 
breast, you don't start developing milk until you actually have a baby. So you can have coffee at all? You can have the tiniest bit, but if you're breastfeeding, probably not the best. In 15 minutes, caffeine reaches maximum concentration in breast milk within one hour. Only 1.5 to 3.2% of mom, mom caffeine reaches breastfed baby. Oh, so it, it can appear in breast milk, but very little actually reaches the baby. Mm-hmm. Conclusion, no effect on breastfed baby with, with mums that take moderate intake of caffeine. Mm. There you go. It makes sense. I'd, I'd never really considered it. I don't really produce breast milk. Yeah, so. that's why. No, well, that's why, like, if you want to go drinking, they pump their, they pump their boobies and have, like, a whole bunch of stored, like, breast milk so they, so they can have, like, a drink or a glass of wine because the alcohol ends up being in the breast milk. Uh, yeah, it, it takes, what, a day to yeah. filter out or something. Yeah, so you just got to make sure. It's very unscientific for someone who has a science degree and someone <laughs> that works in sales. Yes, that's us, all the experts. <laughs> We're hustling. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do. Well, a lot of secondhand information. Should okay. we just click through every coffee-related infographic and just talk about it? Um, if you want to. Don't have to. I'm just curious as to, I guess, what's the healthiest type of coffee? Just black coffee, right? Without all the sugars and the, the creamers and things like that. So one cup of instant. This is what I need. This is what I need. Because mm-hmm. we usually have the Italian coffee for the the mocha pot. What else is it called? The uh, percolator. Per- no, it's not a percolator. It that's is called a-, a percolator. No, it's not. Yeah. No, that's a percolator there. Plunger. No, that's a plunger. Search percolator. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, percolator it is. Uh, wrong again. That's one. Zero one, me zero. <laughs> uh, we usually have one of those. So that's 80. So, yeah, we're pretty, like, a normal coffee we're having is the mm-hmm. same as a Red Bull anyway. Yeah. It's the sh- I think the sugar is what does most of the damage. Uh, long oh, black. There you go, two espresso shots. So if you're having double shot. Well, we're not having double shots in that thing, are we? No, no, but like right now, so you're currently drinking 200 milligrams. Oh, 200 milligrams. milligrams. Whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> and you have two of those a day, so you're drinking I'm not 400. Getting hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, Ooh. even that plus two home coffees, it's like 400 milligrams. Shit. Yeah, it's a lot it of is, coffee. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. Green Coke, tea? Coke, 49, green tea, See, even 30. green tea has quite a bit as well, 30. It's equivalent to a third of a, a shot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what would be um, can of Coke forty nine tapes? Yeah, I think it's the sugar that messes you up for sure. No, this is not including sugar. This is just purely caffeine. No, but like obviously the caffeine content in these vary, but in terms of the overall consumption of the beverage. Oh yeah, you the, said every time you like drink something like that, you get a headache oh, it from the sugar straight your insul- away. Insulin, your glucose levels, blood sugar, and all that stuff just goes crazy. It just, I mean, you want to talk about a, a coffee crash where you know you get high for a little while and then you crash, mm-hmm. sugar's probably... Uh, worse. It's heat's worse. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So, long long black. I mean, I'm not drinking a long black, though. That's no. two espresso shots. That's the equivalence, too. But, I mean, I'm having two shots, so, yeah. It's yeah, well, one espresso shot's 100. So, if you're having one okay. short black, it's just one espresso shot. So, you're having... That's how much coffee you're having a day. Caffeine. And it's not, and we're not drinking some of this like Nespresso stuff. We actually buy beans, so we ground up the beans, so we're drinking pretty decent quality coffee. I suppose. Mm. Okay. And we tend to buy like the heavier strength ones. There's probably even more coffee in those. I think it's fine. I mean, it says FDA estimates toxic effects can be observed if there is too much consumption of around 1,200 milligrams of caffeine. 
Yeah. So when you're, when you're reaching that thousand, that's probably when you want to maybe step back a little bit, but maybe your five coffees a day is just okay. I'm not drinking five. Um, Four? Further studies, I mean, this is just an article from a random website. There's no link to any scientific references. I'm sure you could, we could go into that if, you, if we wanted to. Further studies ident- identified the best amount of caffeine to be consumed a day should be less than or equal to 400 milligrams, about four or five cups, 10 cans of Coke. That's fucking ridiculous. That's a lot of Coke. You're taking in tablespoons of sugar mm-hmm. or two energy drinks. Researchers found that drinking six or more Increases someone to have a heart disease by 20, up to 22%. Uh, if you're a healthy adult, caffeine has no adverse effect and has some health benefits. Even a pregnant woman can still consume caffeine up to 200 mil. So 200 to 400. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I have one of these and... I mean, having one of these is... Sorry, if you're just listening, it's just a normal flat white or a, like a latte from your local store with an extra shot in there. Yes. But these already have two shots in them. So I'm getting three in here. Yes. So I'm getting 300. Yes. I feel like I need a nap now. Because, like, I've got a small one, right? So that's just one. So you've got, like, two. That's why people get mediums, two and then three. Okay. Yeah, because I remember getting, like, so a medium. Yeah. Because they're like, really so you want three shots? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, just four then. Yeah. I wonder if there's, you know, when you go to a bar, they're like, we've got to cut you off a bit here. You've had too much a day. If coffee shops can do that. Probably. Like if you're if you're like Ouch. sitting and your legs jiggle and you're like buzzing and just be like, like and then just talking really 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 fast and be like, hey hey, you doing this? Have you seen this? And they're like, bro, we're gonna have to cut you off from the coffee. I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to cut you off. Or just and give them a decaf. Call instead. you a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> call you a taxi. Because you won't be able to drive because you're just like jittering. It's interesting. So yeah, 400. There you go. That's the scientific news of the episode. I think yeah. the main thing is the time that you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Not too early, like you said. Wait 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. We rarely do. Yeah. Uh, it's and a, th- a chance for your adrenals and stuff to get reset in the middle at mm-hmm. the start of the day, and then not too late. I think the recommended time is like not really past 3 p.m. I think yeah. It's same as this is the problem with Google and eight billion people on the planet. Yeah. A lot of contradictory evidence and advice. You could probably read 20 scientific articles. They're all going to give you mm-hmm. different recommendations. It's about trying to get the, I guess, the average. Yeah. I would say well, it's big in l- Europe. lunchtime. Yeah. Well, it's big in Europe to have like an after-dinner like espresso just to help like with digestion and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So 400 milligrams. Um, is something I'm going to have to cut down on. But mm-hmm. doing that experiment, like you said, Michael Pollan, how long did he have? Was it a year off, did you say? Or? It was like six months, I think, or it might have been almost a year. But, yeah, he had a very lengthy time frame off coffee. Then you come back, it'd be a – Or like caffeine. That, after 12 months, you'd be probably smashing your head into a, something hard. Well, you get used wall. to it after a while, right? Like he had zero caffeine. Like I think he was like an avid caffeine drinker, whether it was tea or coffee and stuff, and just didn't drink it for that whole time. Can it makes you wonder how long it's been around for. Coffee? Yeah. Oh, for ages. Oh, it's, well, it has um, to be someone. Uh, like the Aztecs had coffee, I think, from memory. I remember reading about it and the Aztecs Actually, had coffee. No, we... Like South, South American. Where did we read this? There was a book we read. I think we've done a pod about coffee before. Are we living in like a... In the past? I think so. I think we've... Maybe we just did a little, like, where was it invented? We might have done a Google search. I remember talking about it at one point, about the difference between tea and coffee. Yeah. Well, we did a deep dive on Michael Pollan's um, Your Mind on Plants. 
there was somewhere where they used to drink tea. I want to say England. Oh, that was England. Yes, yeah, so they had coffee houses. I feel houses. like it would have been around way before that. No, because it got introduced. So, like, they had coffee houses in England, and that's when they used to conspire, and they were worried about the uprising. And that's when the tea rooms and stuff started to come in. And the, once they had coffee, like, the productivity went through the roof, mm-hmm. and they started cutting in, like, coffee breaks and stuff. Yeah, that's the new wind on plants. But there would have been... Like you said, in more like civil, or not civilized, more ancient cultures, they would have had coffee beans and mashed them up in a little homemade. Mm. I guess it would have been homemade, but mortar and pestles, and then just put some hot water in and drank it. Well, the cacao plant's been around for ages, so. All right, yeah. so that's the coffee info for the week. Yeah, not bad. So I'm going to have to cut down. I think. I think you should. I think you drink a bit too much. I mean, my parents drink this like Nescafe Blend Forty Three stuff all, all day. A lot of people do. Oof. That's, it That's mixed rough with, going. Mixed with hot water, so. Every time I offer to buy them, like, a nice coffee, they don't even know what it is. They just. They Your just, dad always refuses, but mom's like, yeah, I'll have one, and she drinks it. But so. she wouldn't know what to order if she went to the shops. No, she's just like, just with milk, please. <laughs> just with milk. What they say with cream in America, cream and sugar, is it, like, what, is that just milk? It's full, full cream milk. Okay. Creamer. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Why don't they just call it milk? I know, because. Because they call it, like, Half and half is like skim milk. Yeah, half half cream, half normal milk. No, half and half. I don't think that's half and half. Like half and half is like half cream, half normal. Like it's like it's like skim milk. Well, what do they call skim milk? It's a mixture of half whole cre- half whole milk and half cream. Oh, so must they must actually use pro- ew? They that's must what do I'm real saying. Cream. Maybe that's why they're all like way more obese because it's like. The cream is. Oh, yes, because the cream's a problem. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like in Vietnam, right? They, the way they make coffee is with condensed milk and egg. I mean, we're going there in like seven weeks. Are, we going, are you going to try one, like egg coffee? No, I'll try a condensed milk coffee, though. That'd be, yeah. Egg coffee made with egg yolks, sugar, condensed milk, Ugh. and robusta coffee. That's diarrhea waiting to happen. Yeah, and I'm like lactose intolerant anyway. And there's so. not many public toilets around, so it would be a, a mad dash back to the hotel. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the runny pants. Oh, man. Yeah. We drink too much coffee. All right. So I feel like a Red Bull now. No, it's just going to give you a headache. But I used to drink two Vs a day because you used to go to the Servo 7-Eleven and mm-hmm. they'd have two, two for, for five. five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like I think I only started drinking coffee in like when I was twenty two. Like I was in like I hated coffee, but I realized I was drinking too many energy drinks, like too many V's. I think it was like when I was on my third or fourth one for that day. I'd be like, oh, I really need to cut back. So, if anyone doesn't drink coffee and feel like they should or being pressured into or kind of just want to give it a red hot go, I suggest starting off with caramel mochas. It's a really good way to sort of get into it. V's have thirty one milligrams per one hundred mil. So what's a bottle? Well, a can is two fifty. What's a bottle though? Usually like three hundred, three thirty. Three fifty. So three point five times thirty one. Mm-hmm. About a hundred. Hundred and ten. So two of those, two hundred milligrams. So it's not that much more. I think, yeah, like I said, the sugar is the big problem here. Yes. Yeah, and all like the additives and preservatives and stuff, but at least like if you get in a coffee, you know, it's just like milk and it's just coffee and it's like actual like one teaspoon of sugar. Well, yeah, t- one teaspoon of sugar is four grams. Mm-hmm. So but in Coke, isn't there something like twenty teaspoons in Coke, or like so, like a, a bottle of V mm-hmm. is per serving. 
36. So How much is that in teaspoons? 36.9 divided by 4 is 9 teaspoons of sugar. Oh, that's so much sugar. Uh, nine teaspoons into tablespoons. Mm-hmm. Three tablespoons of sugar in a fuck. That's a lot. That's hey. a lot. That's what you put in a cake. So one sugar is not so bad. Like no, one, one teaspoon. teaspoon. No, in a coffee compared to like three tablespoons. That's mm-hmm. per bottle too. You used to have two of them. Mm-hmm. Wild. Mm-hmm. How do they justify that? I know a lot of the times they would say, you know, on the bottle, it's kind of up to your responsibility. Drink moderately, right? yeah, yeah. Or drink responsibly. They would say this is two serves in one bottle, but no one abides by. It. No one reads that stuff. No, not go. at all. All right, <laughs> caffeine does wonders. Yeah, you're just going to look at me? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to fill the void, but Fair there's enough. nothing to fill it with other there than more stuff. coffee talk. Yeah. That's right. us. Should one of us try an experiment to see how tolerable the other person is with no caffeine for a month? Mm. I'd, you'd have a, would have a headache the first day. Yeah. I, I think, I'd, to be honest, I'd probably handle it a little bit better than you could because I'm, I'm only on one to two coffees a day. You're on, like, literally four coffees. So tapering down. Yeah. Yeah, because I used to drink the double shots you were, and then I realized I just started drinking less of the coffee and I just wasn't enjoying it as much. So now, like, I've just tapered down to, like, one. Yeah. It's the milk and the sugar. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it. Yeah. Well, that's why I like affogato. Like, you don't like cold coffee, though. I like the flavor of coffee, but it needs a little something with it. I do my best to have blacks all day, mm-hmm. and then I'm, like, getting a bit bored, need a little bit of a, a sugar hit. Yeah. Coffee, ice cream, and coffee cake's not too bad, but actual, like, iced coffee, I don't like. Really? Yeah, I like my coffee warm. Warm. Hot. Just don't like it. Just don't. Not for me. Coffee. There you go, guys. Let us know in the comments below (laughs) how many coffees you drink per day. Yeah. Let us know that you actually listen to this episode. (laughs) If you actually got through us talking about. Well, if you've gotten this far, we've known to listen to a a third of the show. So we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Also, obviously, we're on every platform that podcasts are available. Check us out, uh, like and comment, subscribe, Mm -hmm. rating and review, share with a friend, Mm -hmm. tell the almighty. Uh, That was the almighty. Like this has gone off the rails real fast. <laughs> Do you want to change the subject? Yes, then? please. Another subject, please. I was waiting for you to be like. All right. You. Okay. So. So I had nothing um, super prepared for this pod, unfortunately. So I was waiting for you to find some sort of segue right. out of coffee. I thought the coffee segment was going to go maybe like six minutes, not twenty-five. 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got, there's a few things that I sort of... Pick one, don't make me choose. No, I've got like, um, to see what the, you want to segue into. I'm too indecisive. Pick one and let's roll with the punches. So there's the, like, we've Pick been one. watching a little Pick bit of Shark Tank or have you seen the Shark non-human Tank. bodies in Mexico? Shark Tank. All right, let's get a Shark Tank. So new Australian episode season. Yes. Um, I think what, what is Shark Tank? Yeah, yeah, preface these things. Imagine... There's an alien listening, mm-hmm. and they have. They're on. For, let's imagine we're in Third Rock from the Sun. Okay, your favorite show. It was a good show back in the day. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, and they don't know what it is, and you got to teach them. Hey, this is the show we're watching, and they're like, "What is it?" Mm-hmm. Explain. 
All right, so Shark Tank, um, it's a TV series that's not only in Australia, but you've, they've also got American, uh, UK as well. Um, and what you have is a panel of entrepreneurs, business people, very, very successful people. Usually their um, income is in the millions and billions. And what people do is they come onto the show um, and they pitch their idea to get some funding. So whether it's a new invention, whether it's a business, whether it's a food, something like that. And they, you know, have a pitch um, and they ultimately ask like, hey, would you invest? And then what happens is after the pitch, then the sharks, as they're known, will then sort of quiz the person on their numbers, how they got to their evaluation, sort of try to poke holes in it. Because obviously if they're asking for 100K, 200K, a million, they really want to know what it is that they're stepping into. Um, and usually the payoff for the sharks is they'll get a bit of a cut of the profit. So whether it's like 10%, 20%. Like the equity in the company. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes they'll come back to the person, they'll be like, all right, I want 10% for a $200,000 um what do they call it? Equity. Investment. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they'll be like, look, I'll give you 200, but for 30% kind mm-hmm. of thing. And they sort of have to negotiate. They're just haggling. So yeah. instead of haggling at the garage sales or the mm-hmm. yard sales, you're haggling for a piece of the business. Yeah, exactly. And it's just really, really interesting because one, you sort of get the expertise of the sharks and not only do you get their money, but you also have someone that you can actually contact and call um, for a business advice, especially if you're just starting out or if you're young or if you have nobody in your personal circle that knows anything about business, they can kind of help you. So not only are you getting investment in your business, but you're also getting a kind of mentor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting because it's all new sharks this season. So a whole bunch of different people. Best summary preface <laughs> you've ever done. I thought it was pretty good. Hey. Compared to some of the other ones. <laughs> I didn't jump around. You didn't jump just straight into, oh, so this guy's doing this. <laughs> I love it. Well done. Pretty good. I'm not trying to patronize you, but like that was a no, great like, summary. As soon as you started clapping. You felt, it. you felt it. I felt it. The <laughs> listeners felt it. As soon as you started clapping, I was like, I'm nailing this. <laughs> I'm not starting at the end and then working my Everyone way Everyone at home right now is just like doing the slow clap for you. Yeah, so Shark Tank. Um, I'll bring it up on the screen. Um, so this year is really, really interesting. So that middle dude, I don't even know their names. <laughs> this is this is where I fall down. <laughs> I don't know any of their names, but I sort of know what it is they're doing, though. You have to say middle guy. I assume no one's watching, first and foremost. Okay, so you have, like, an older guy. I think he's the only one that's in the billions, I think. I don't have his um, no, yeah. worth in front of me. So. Um, but at, least the, at least multiple millions. Yeah, he's actually from the American Shark Tank. Okay. Yeah, so he's over here just helping out and stuff and just – he's got – He's actually got a very like dreamy eyes. Like he's got a wait, smile. Wait, the, what's the what's his looks got to do with anything? Just saying, there's like, ugly billionaires as well. You know? I know. I'm just saying that like, he looks like a very charismatic. So billionaire. you're like the old old rich guy look. Yeah, like you. <laughs> I'm like the. If it's a spectrum. I'm not the old guy. I mean, I'm getting a little bit of grey hair. I don't have the dreamy eyes or you the do, you do. pearly you have, whites. You or have the- beautiful blue eyes that I absolutely adore. Um, so you've got. And apologies, everybody, because I can't remember the name. So you got the, the okay, middle the guy. Name, the names aren't important. Let's yeah. just say there's a mega wealthy guy from the US yes. who's on this season. Yep, does a lot of stuff in the um, like Business supermarket world. space and like retail yes. um, and like property development and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the lady in the orange for those that are watching. Um, she's an AI tech um, She's into AI metaverse yep. expert. We have Davy Fogarty on the on the far right. He's like a young entrepreneur, and he's I think late twenties. Founded the Udi. Udi, yeah. It's big into e-commerce. He's mm-hmm. sort of on that new frontier of 
using Shopify mm-hmm. and social media to build interest and build brand. Yeah. Um, there's a lady named Jane who runs Shopo, which is a women's fashion brand. Yes, and that was one of the ones she literally started it in her garage mm-hmm. and it grew from there. Um, and very, very popular clothing brand as well. And then who's so, the old mate? Uh, I believe his first name is Sabri. He's a marketing. digital marketing expert. He's, you've probably seen his ads on pre-roll of YouTube videos mm-hmm. a bunch of times and he's just um, good at marketing. So they'll have the expert, own expertise. So depending on the contestants that come in and want to pitch their ideas to the sharks, mm-hmm. depending on which one of the sharks is interested in taking up um, or off putting up an offer to be part of the business and give them money to mm-hmm. run the operations. Yeah. Um, if they get each of the sharks, if the contestants get each of the sharks to submit an offer, then they can kind of pick and choose who would be the best fit in terms of yes. what part of their business they need to grow more, whether they need to get um, a, a marketing expert or a retail expert or a mm-hmm. technology expert. Um, so it's kind of got, all your bases covered, hopefully. Yes. Um, but it's, it's just a, for us running this small little hustle operation, running an eBay, thinking about other small businesses and ventures we can start in the future. It's it's just a fun and lighthearted show where you can kind of understand the terminology and how business decisions are made and partnerships are made and mm-hmm. things that you may be neglecting about a business or perhaps have overlooked. Sometimes there's brands that have only done a couple of thousand dollars in sales and yep. they're trying to raise $200,000 and the sharks are kind of asking them, where are you getting your valuation? How are you getting your customers? Mm-hmm. It just gets you to think on more of an entrepreneurial level. Yes. And there's not much like this on TV in terms of just easy consumption business info. No, 100% because they, and that's what I sort of like, they sort of push back a little bit, but they're like, all right, what's your turnover? And they say, is that pure profit? Are you paying yourself? Are you reinvesting into the business? Because yeah, if they're going to have a partnership, they really want to make sure that the person that you're having a partnership with knows what it is they're talking about and all over it. Like they had one contestant that designed like a science kit and then gave himself like a 1 million evaluation. They're like, well, how did you come... 10 so this, million. Yeah, or 10 million, sorry. He's like, you know, but I'm giving it to you for 1 million. Like he had no idea because he had the passion for it and he had the love for it, but he had just no like a business um, um, savvy Acumen. yeah, at all whatsoever. Like he, he was just someone who loved inventing and loved designing, but had no business aptitude whatsoever. And then you had another That's couple. You need a partnership on someone that knows the business. You have, yes. it's like the... I guess like this, I'm just going to use Steve Jobs as an example, but it's not the most applicable. Like there's an operational and then there's like a mark, like there's two sides to the coin. It's very rare that a founder will be able to be an expert in the actual operations as well as the marketing Mm -hmm. and as well as the finances. The kind of, most people are good in one avenue because that's how personality types work, right? You can't be uh, a boss at everything. No. So some people are more like the passion and the founder. Like what, what? what's the term we used to use is like the implement, was it the implementer and the the vision, the visionary mm-hmm. and the- Integrator. Integrator. Mm-hmm. So one person's like the visionary, but they might not be good at um, connecting with people or doing the back end in terms yes. of running the numbers and things like that. They're just mm-hmm. purely vision oriented. Idea generation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting because, and then, yeah, because you had like that science suit in the in this particular episode that we watched as well. They had a person that designed like a beauty product that was helping with like ice facials and stuff. And then they've been running their business for two years, I think it was like since COVID. And they had good markup, they had um, good production, um, a good idea, first to market. They had all these things that sort of ticked the boxes. And then it was a bit opposite where they had three sharks and wanted to invest. So they negotiated a deal where they all had like 7.8% each or something to invest in their business but they spent like 70k on marketing which they absolutely loved because they know that you need to like spend money on marketing to grow the product and all that kind of thing so that was like the complete opposite where you know they had a fresh idea it was like invented it's new but they also had that business um, mindset around it i think for anyone that's listening you're probably either are thinking about or started your own small hustle maybe you're making a couple of hundred bucks a month maybe you're making a couple of hundred thousand a year whatever it is it's just a an enjoyable show. I wouldn't take it all completely seriously. I'd take it with a bit of a grain of the salt. Because it is, you know, dramatizing to try and get, you know, views and keep people's attention. It's more about just slowly I mean, you can go and read a textbook about business, but having the emotions and the stories and the mm-hmm. ideas and the questioning and the back and forth is a lot more valuable than perhaps just reading a textbook about how net profit is calculated and distributed mm. and, and all that sort of technical stuff. Hearing about the stories and the failures and stuff. Yes. Super valuable. And just the way to think about um, just your numbers, like mm-hmm. across different industries. So there's, like you said, there's people that have had physical products, people that have had services, people that have had food and beverage products on there. And you can s- start to see the patterns in terms of, what the margins are depending on the industry. Mm-hmm. So like food and drink is just in, in terribly hard business or industry to, to sort of break through in because the margins are so low because the production cost is so high versus um, the lady that was making the plastic silicone thing for the eye facials. Yeah. They're 3D printed. You, you, they're, they're so cheap to make and mm-hmm. the markup's like, you know, 10x, you're making for $3, you're selling for 30, 30 gi- yeah. gigantic margins. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to slowly put the pieces together in your own brain of what business ideas you might be able to think about or consider in the future. Mm-hmm. And then kind of what percentages and numbers um, are kind of on an average in that sort of realm, if that makes sense. Yeah. So basically, I'm just like, I never want to do a food and drink product because it's just- no. Seems like an absolute nightmare. Most of them fail. You need millions to get it up and running. You can't. It's hard to sort of bootstrap it at the start with five hundred bucks here and yeah. there. With some some products, you can start with five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and slowly build it over time. But but for something that's very oversaturated, it would be hard. Yes. So we've like, and we've seen previous seasons and stuff before. It's usually the the unique products that tend to get the most eyeballs or the most funding and stuff. There was the two two dudes that designed a um like it's almost just like a funnel system in a way to get like water into the gutters yeah, to help sort of prevent like against a, fires. A reverse it's like a water pump. tank yeah. to fill up your gutters with water. Yeah. But what's interesting about this season, so I'm just looking at the previous Shark Tank Australian seasons. Seasons one to four were from 2015 to 2018. So it's been mm-hmm. five years since the last season. Um well, what's interesting about this now is the current social media landscape. A lot of the yes. brands, a lot of the people that are coming on as contestants are already making sales or have 
brands or their brands already featured on like TikTok, TikTok and, and on, Instagram. Yeah, yes. so they've already got a following. They're not starting from scratch trying to build a website, trying to mm-hmm. find uh, customer uh, ideal customer base or demographic or that sort of pro- uh, perfect market fit to find where their product's going to be in the market mm-hmm. or who's going to be interested in it. They can shortcut all that now with TikTok, whereas in the previous seasons, 2015 to 2018, it wasn't a thing. So just the way the businesses operate in terms of a startup or a new mm-hmm. small business venture is so different now compared to where it was five years ago. So there's actually a lot to learn if you're in this generation or this sort of 2020 plus era of studying a business. Yeah, no, 100% because I think back then it was like just Facebook ads and things like that. Exactly. You'd probably just run ads here and there. Spending a lot of money to run them, whereas TikTok, it's all free influencer marketing. Yeah, the short form video landscape was not not around. So I find, and it was a bit of a mix, right? So it just in this particular episode, they had that younger couple that was on TikTok. They promoted it and stuff that way. Then you had that older couple that had the food and you know, they're just going local into IGAs and things like that, which would be even more challenging. So it's just that that mindset of just being, understanding how trends happen. Um, and because that, I know I'm jumping back a little bit, but with that beauty product that like, you know, they got viral on TikTok, they had Kar- like a Kardashian purchase their product purely just from seeing it on, on TikTok and stuff like that. So they said their first TikTok video got like over a million views yeah, or the, something the like that. The power of yeah. social media marketing now yes. is, is so incredibly different to where it was five years ago. And I guess five years ago, most platforms didn't really focus too much on video content. Mm-hmm. It was just on ads and yes. uh, still images and the actual copy of the post, whereas mm-hmm. now it's – it's all video and plus you, TikTok is so popular now and, you know, so widespread everyone loves it or not everyone but most people in that sort of younger millennial under age demo mm-hmm. generally use it and they're all making content so you just need 100 people to like get your product for free and use it and make a video about it mm-hmm. and then potential reach is so profound. If you have 100 influencers – Let's say they have a thousand followers each. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred thousand potential reach for a product, and all you've done is send out a bunch of prototypes or samples and getting free marketing. Yes. Whereas to reach a hundred thousand people through paid ads is going to cost you oh so much a more. lot of money. Yeah. If you're a new startup and you got, you know, you're you're bootstrapping it, you got no money mm-hmm. to to begin investing it at that level in terms of advertising. It's just it's so incredibly different it's it's profound how different it is compared to that sort of late 20 in the the late 2010s -hmm. compared to where it is now and that's like a really valid point as well about having sending it to not like super popular influencers that have a million plus followers or celebrities exactly because usually those larger people won't have time to look at your product we'll probably get sent you know hundreds of products they send it to those middle to low tier ones that do have like like you said like a thousand yeah yeah i know there's a particular term for it but they're the ones that are actually going to see a product and actually talk about it and probably give you a decent review or authentic review as well the bigger the influencer is the more um aware that their audience that the audience is more aware that at some, there probably is there are pretty are paid ads or they're getting the yes. products. Like it's almost like disingenuous the bigger you get, whereas if you're smaller, 
you're going to have a little bit more of a loyal fan base. Like that's your original thousand kind of thing. Those are the ones that are going to stick with you when you go to, you know, five, ten thousand, yeah. hundred thousand. So this is just a, a rough breakdown of, I guess, the nomenclature of the different influencers. So mega influencers are a million plus, macro influencers are a hundred thousand to one million, mm-hmm. micro are a thousand to a hundred thousand. That's probably the ones you want to target. Yeah. Um, because they're probably reading every message, mm-hmm. and then nano influencers are less than a, a thousand. Yeah, and so, I guess the lower it goes down the list, in theory, the more authentic they are because they haven't been persuaded or, or sold out to different brands mm-hmm. for different partnerships and things um, yet. Ideally, yes. So it's sort of that micro influencer, a thousand to a hundred thousand that you'd probably want to target. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's. It's it's just so different now compared to just running Facebook ads. Oh, it'd be so much more different. And I think that's why on this particular Shark Tank, they've got someone who's in the metaverse, someone who's really in that digital space because it's so new. Like, you know, crypto wasn't around, you know, um, NFTs wasn't around then either. Like it was just the whole online currency, online digital space, it just boomed, really, yeah. really, really boomed. So this is why I think it's important. A, for entertainment, it's just a, mm-hmm. a fun show to see how deals are made and stuff. If you're into uh, owning, operating, being part of businesses mm-hmm. and you want to sort of break free from the nine-to-five traditional um, work sort of structure that most of us fall into and you just want to see what's available on the other side, either if you're starting something or you're already investing in something, just to see how everything's working or get inspired because – if you have a good idea and you can afford to spend $1,000 getting a bunch of prototypes from Alibaba or China or something, you don't need a lot to get going. You just need really social media content to fuel it, mm-hmm. which is kind of the whole, you know, the Gary Vee mon- mantra of just like content, 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 keep pumping it out, bring mm-hmm. value. And all these platforms are free, which is the crazy part. You're not paying a $100 monthly fee to maintain your account. No. It's, all it is is time and content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just it's wild to think about the opportunity and it makes me beat myself up sometimes knowing the potential that we could use, even just promoting a podcast. We're not really selling a product per se, but just in terms of promoting anything, mm-hmm. it's just free. It's just time and and the actual creation aspect. Yeah, just putting in the effort for it to begin with. But, like, yeah, watching something like that, you just get really decent takeaways. Like, how would you know to spend $70,000 on advertising or, you know, how much money to dedicate to a particular area or things like that? It's just, yeah, really, really good takeaways. Yes, again, it's a TV show meant to be entertaining, but if you're someone who is an entrepreneur, you just find these little, little things exciting because it's not just a standard you know, reality TV show, there's actually some knowledge and like all the sharks, you know, when they are poking holes in a particular pitch or things like that, you're also learning something from them because they're like, well, how are you meant to get anybody to invest in you if you don't have this ready? Yeah. It's uh, the, the, also the interesting thing is I'm talk, talking about social media. Most businesses, you don't see them in the early stage. No. Whatever. I don't know what the number is. 90% of businesses fail in the first five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you only ever see a documentary on Netflix or, or something online when they've made it to some gigantic level. You don't see them at that first stage. Growing they, stage. They take it on their first investment or their first funding. You, don't, you never see that stage. 
people that are, you know, if you're making a YouTube channel and you're documenting the process, mm -hmm. that's very rare. Not many people do that of, you know, I'm starting a sneaker business. Mm -hmm. Here's years one to three of me making content every week of trying to grow the business, grinding it out. It's always the other end of the spectrum, the success that you see in a newspaper article, on a, on a news station, um, on a documentary or something. Mm -hmm. You never really see people at this level talking through like their business idea and, and their, try, their, their troubles of trying to get things off the ground. Um, so it's interesting in that aspect because they're all at that base camp level. Yeah. So that's where you've said oh, sorry. <laughs> something after that. Yeah. No, it is. And yeah, like I know we always recommend TV shows and things like that, but Shark Tank is always a really good one, Shark even Tank's if you good. watch older ones. You should probably watch um, some American ones, I think. Yeah, because is the American season like still ongoing? Because I know the Australian one had a huge break. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of, not probably hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of um, TV shows in America. I, I imagine it's probably been going this entire time. If I stop You'd talking, so. that's where you talk. Yeah, so. sorry. My bad. So seasons one to oh, 14. Oh, up to 14. Far out. Uh, 29, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, every, 17, pretty much 19, every year. 20, 20, 20, 20. Yes, it's been ongoing this every whole year. time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so we're only up to season four. They're up to season 15. And it makes sense compared to the, the population variance between the countries. Yes, we, yeah. We talk about it a lot, of, a lot of the time is like the size of our population is the size of LA basically. Mm -hmm. And therefore- But our country is just as big. In landmass, yeah. Yeah. But then if you break that down in terms of what percentage of the population is an entrepreneur or business owner, mm -hmm. it makes sense that there's only five seasons and not 15. Yeah. And it's one of those ones like, yes, there's like people hustling, making businesses. There's heaps of Australians that are in businesses in general. And I think, wasn't it you were looking at a statistic where most of the Australian businesses owners are actually older, like time frame as well? Yeah. Um, and there's just it just seems that more of that hustle culture is more in America than it is here. But just Australia has a very interesting thing about um, the years of business owners. They're quite a lot older yep. compared to other countries. Um, so this, this is more of a, a recent article. Um, Australia placed ninth out of 11 in terms of markets with the most small business owners under 40. Mm -hmm. So not many business owners, well, like we're at the lower end in terms of business owners that are under 40. So very few young people compared to other countries mm -hmm. have a small business. Most of them are aged like top bar 50 and over. We're like more than New Zealand, more than Singapore, more than all these mm -hmm. Asian countries. The average age of a business owner in Australia is 50 or more, which is I'm not saying it's an old, but in yeah. terms of compared to where we are, mm -hmm. there's not many people that are like starting their own thing. No. Um, and At our if, age anyway, and, yeah. our, and sort of millennial. And if you think about it, like the way that, you know, marketing has changed, the way the internet has played such an influential role, like how many of these businesses are just, you know, mom and pop ones just staying afloat. White or how pages them, or yellow pages, whatever it is. Ye yeah. Oh, is yellow, it's yellow pages. Yellow for pages business. for business, white pages is for um, yeah. residential. So if most of them are over 50. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them would be missing it. You can change, turn this off. Most of them would be, would be missing out on the social media boom. Like, look yes. at just five years ago, that's 2018 mm -hmm. to 2023 now. The difference 
in terms of the platforms that are used now, mm-hmm. if you couldn't get a grasp on it five years ago in 2018 in terms of running Facebook ads or having an up-to-date website, then there's no hope in 2023 to be doing uh, TikToks TikTok, and yeah. videos if you're Instagram, a 50-year-old yeah. plus business owner. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just the interesting opportunities that, that are out there. Yes. It's, it just makes you want to – makes me want to hustle more. Always. I mean, that's what this podcast is about, right? Hustling and – Trooping on and trying to do end, your own thing. Should we just cancel the pod and just hustle more? Um, I mean, it's just an hour out of our day. <laughs> like, we can cancel just being on social media for a day well, that's right. to, and like, make up along, for it. Along with it. Yeah. But this one's just more about being able to talk and hash it out and stuff. But, yeah, it's just very, very interesting that a lot of the Australian business owners are over 50. And, yeah, just, like, how much are they able to – I mean, obviously, there'll be some out there that knows all about TikTok or knows to employ people who understand that market. But, yeah, how much are they missing out on being able to grow or make more money just because they don't understand technology? This is an interesting stat. I'm just looking at this random – this is from a 2020, 20, 2020 – 2020. 2020. Uh, 2020. Article about uh, the – sort of like, a, I guess, a census for, like, businesses. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Some interesting stats just for your reference, guys. So um, this is for the size of a business, right? In the number of employees, zero employees to 19. So considered like a small business. Yep. 97.4% of businesses have 19 or less staff. Right. That's a lot. That means there's heaps of small businesses out there. Yeah. Coffee yep. shops, mechanics, like every little mm-hmm. place you drive by, 19 or less. Yep. Um. 20 to 190, so say 20 to 200 staff, 2.4%. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then 200 plus is 0.2. So, so many small businesses and also so many of them fail as well. Yeah. Um, but in, in saying that, looking at the other data we looked at a second ago, most of them are 50-year-old plus for the actual owners. Mm-hmm. And and then most of businesses are zero to nineteen. That means a, a little team of fifteen staff with a business owner of the age fifty or plus. Yes. Do you think he really has time to learn social media or have one of his fifteen staff be full time running social media? Probably not, because you need to run the business, do exactly. the operations. Yes. Yeah. And probably and having staff is expensive, but essential, and you can't afford to have them. I guess they might see it as just like wasting time on the internet or whatever it is. They so don't fully really understand it. Uh, a breakdown of annual turnover. This is 2018 and 2019. So obviously things- Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Let's mm-hmm. just imagine they're kind of the same. Uh, revenue for the year, zero dollars, which is obviously not great. Yep. Um, or less than 50K is 25%. Okay. So a, th- a quarter of businesses make less than 50K. That would be, I guess, home, like side so, hustles, basically. Side hustles, yeah. Maybe even, you know, when us starting out reselling, like under, under that 50K. Mm-hmm. 50K to 200K, mm-hmm. 34%. Mm-hmm. So a third. Yep. 200K to two bill, another third. Wow. And then the last sort of 6%. Mm-hmm. is 2 mil plus. Yeah, and then even 10 mil plus is only 1.6. Like that's- They're the big uh, Blue Scope Steels and, you know, Harvey Normans and the gigantic, gigantic yeah. places. So, yeah, I mean, so if you look at these first, even the, the adding the first two together, 200K or less is mm-hmm. equaling 60% of businesses. Yes. That's look at, I'm not saying give away our numbers, but like- 
We're in the That's... 60% margin. We're in the majority. Well, we're a little bit past that, but you're not supposed to give that away. Yeah. Okay. But it's just, you know, you, you think businesses, you think millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. No, in Australia, it really falls under that 200 or less. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, I mean, we don't want to break too much down in terms of you know, oh, trying, like to sound, the actual... trying to sound like experts or anything. No, no, just scroll up a little bit for the um, con- yes, the agriculture. Okay, makes sense because agriculture is huge here. Retail trade, a quarter. Yeah, accommodation and food, thirty-five percent. Construction's massive. Okay. Oh no, no, that's not that's not percent. Uh, we're looking into reading the wrong data. All right, fair don't enough. Don't give out incorrect info here. Okay, we did that plenty about coffee mm-hmm. at the start of the episode. Yes, that's true. But okay, it's just no. interesting to see, combining that with the Shark Tank info, kind of what the potential is, mm-hmm. how big businesses are, what's required to go to the next level, yes. different numbers to consider. It's mm-hmm. it's all very helpful. Obviously, you can dive way into this data and and look more into it. But in terms of just starting an idea, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what should I be focused on, what's the potential growth for this business, you know what's the averages like all this is is just important information just have in the back of your mind to sort of know where your cap is or if yeah. you, if you're underselling yourself or not having a big enough goal or dream like mm-hmm. i think it's all very important stuff yes if if you want to be a hustler no 100 percent. if and you don't like what are you doing here yeah exactly why even listen to why this episode like, yeah. go listen to some comedy, comedy podcasts <laughs> We're on the on the same page most of the time, anyway. Um, but no, it's it's good. Like it's really really interesting. Some nice lighthearted stuff, but you get to learn some stuff, especially again, like you said, if you're in that you know entrepreneurial kind of space. But yeah. So I think <sighs> as a yawning, I think I yawned about two or three times. Tried to cover it That's up. A don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Um, I feel like I need another two hundred milligrams of coffee. Though. I feel like I need a nap, and then I'll be able to good to go. Get get working. A little. It's been a busy week. I mean, you can have a nap, and I'll just talk through it. You could. That'd be like every day. This joke. I'm always listening. <laughs> you can be one of those people that just paint eyes on their eyelids. Oh, that's such a good idea. Or just like, yeah, get my glasses and just pretend there's like eyeballs and stuff. Or you just them. type, you just like paint B O R I N G and then you just like close Boring. your eyes. I think you'd really that's, enjoy that. That'd be a good tattoo idea. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back next week, episode 85 next Ooh. week. Climbing the ranks, mm-hmm. not in the podcast ranking, just in terms of No, just of in our <laughs> input effort, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate all you guys listening and hanging out. Please, please, please leave a, a, some sort of rating or review or just hit some button on the screen somewhere. That yeah. isn't isn't the unsubscribe button yeah i mean i hope so but just leave some sort of interaction let us know that you're listening let us know who you are um we really enjoy doing this and you know it just love it when we see people commenting or saying they're enjoying the episode or things like that or yeah just love some feedback in general we ain't stopping no we're gonna be here for the long haul ain't going anywhere we should take the podcast to shark tank oh we're looking for three thousand dollars for dog sitting Yes. And a new light, um, you can have 40% of the earnings. Yeah, well, like, let's like, get money to get a rental studio or something like that, have it off site, maybe get, like, a shipping container or something like that, deck it out, you know. And, you know, we'll get ads and all that kind of stuff, so. Have you seen the controversy of the podcasting ad stuff this week? Um, No. Okay. Do we have time? We don't have time now, but it's yeah. something to look into. Okay. You know CoffeeZilla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, like Theo Vaughn and a bunch of the comedy podcasts have been 
ripped off like millions of dollars by their <gasps> one of their guys, the, the group that does their advertising and stuff. Right. And now CopyZilla is kind of exposing it all. As the video literally came out this morning. Okay. We'll so see. Maybe we'll scams. Talk- and- yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe. Yeah. All, all right, right, guys. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.